What is going down, guys? Talk Nurse here, back for another TNC podcast. Yep. We're back. You sound a bit delirious this week, Jack. Is it the sun? Mate, bank holiday weekend has just been carnage. It has. Um, carnage. Started or... off um, at the den, which yep. we're going to talk about in a minute. Yesterday was cricket and beer at the same oh, time. Poor soul. You still got your own cricket whites as well, which is hey. nice. Um, and then today, I think I left my house about nine hours ago and I've only just got it. The traffic is ridiculous, but... Do you know why? Pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre. Do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Backlogged up to Yarmouth. 100%, 100%. I just think it's the booming Yarmouth tourism industry. <laughs> Mate, I, I was out in... Well, I, I say I was out in Yarmouth last night. I was up there for a bit and um, it was so busy. Was it? Like, so busy. Was it? So busy. Good. Well, anyway, enough about Great Yarmouth. Never enough about Great Yarmouth, but go on. Millwall. Yeah. I mean, where do we begin? I am literally only just over it. I'm not over it. In terms of me saying I'm over it, I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to stop thinking about it now because I've had to just put it in a box yeah. and just keep it to one side because it was just pure torture. I feel like this is going to be more of a therapy session rather than a podcast. Yeah, yeah, but we'll put it out there So right let's now. bring the box back out. Let's put it firmly in the middle of the table. Box of olives. And let's just get everything off our chest and yeah. then we can move on. But Agreed. we don't want that lurking. So this podcast isn't necessarily a number. It's more like TNC podcast, the therapy yeah. session. Okay, so everyone watching, listening, we hope you can get through this with yeah, us. Yeah, and join us on, on, on this emotional journey. <laughs> uh, because I feel like we all need kind of a... Cleansing session. You know when some people they have like a really stressful time and they just go on holiday for like two weeks and go on like a juice cleansing session. I feel like I mean we've got how we've got olives with garlic in. What are they called? We've got olives with garlic in, Jack. Halakadiki. Which by the way, we both like olives. If anyone likes olives, it's an acquired taste. Only green olives as well. Black olives are always a shout. But green Mm, now all about the green. And we've got Milka. Shout out to uh to um my Becky for bringing this back from Amsterdam. That's a great present, to be fair. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, it's like I've never seen one with like a gold. Yeah, I mean, for, you don't get this. You don't get this from Free Treats. You don't. <laughs> free Treats are still a sponsor, so thank you so much. Free <laughs> um, they supplied the olives. Um, I'm going to get rid of this chewing gun, so keep talking. Yeah, no I problem. So, everyone, Jack, I can't believe you're spitting your chewing gum out halfway through a podcast. Should have been done before, shouldn't it? Should have been done before that. I think, yeah, as you say, let's just make sure we don't go too over the top. But I'm very, very aware and conscious of the fact that for everyone that witnessed what we witnessed against Millwall, it is going to be hard to listen to anyone that says patience and anyone that says, oh, it's all right, it's not far into the season. And I mean, I, let's, let's touch on this patience thing because... Yeah. You brought it up a lot on Saturday, and, and I suppose when you when we're going through such an upheaval, mm. let's say upheaval, such a change in, in, in working methods, it's going to take time. Yeah, and we knew it was going to be a bumpy road. Yeah, not quite this bumpy. It's going to um, get bumpy, Jack. Do you think? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let, let's let's just put it straight out there. How long do you give Daniel Farker? I'm not answering that question. But so, what are you? What, it, are you what annoys me is the fact that people are already questioning Daniel Farker. So yeah, but you just said I don't want to hear patience and stuff. So what are you? No, looking it's, for then? it's more. No, no, no. What I'm looking for is a lack of humi- a lack of humiliation, a lack of capitulation, a lack of annihilation. Yeah, a lack of. I'm all, I'm all oh, over some the great shop. words in there as well. Um, literally, we are getting pummeled to pieces 
at the moment, week in, week out. I know it's only been Villa and Millwall, but it's just the manner. And we just, we rolled over and died against Millwall. And it, what, I, what frustrates me is the armchair fans that don't bother to go to away games, but sit there and say, oh, it's all right, patience, patience, patience. Because the, patience will run very, very thin if you're going to get spanked every week. I mean, it has already. I mean, I, I mean after Aston Villa, when you, when you concede four goals, Jack, that's like a, right, we, we've got a... I think it's like something crazy, like the first time we've conceded four goals in two games since 1999 really? or something. Yeah, in, in the championship, which speaks volumes. Because normally what happens if, is, in any football team, if you concede four goals, what's the first bloody thing you do in the next game? You make sure that your defence is A, shit hot and on it, and B, you pick the best team. We didn't do either of those. I mean, going before that as well, you look at Villa and you look at... Millwall, obviously horrific, but you go before that, we conceded three against a Sunderland side that have won one game this season. They've got Lewis Graben and uh, James Vaughan up front. We conceded two goals against League Two Swindon. Um, and Charlton, we should have conceded two goals. I mean, that is... What is it with Norwich City defences? Because we thought getting in Daniel Farker, who, a, a, a man who had the best defensive record in Germany last mm, year. Yeah it would have been at least a little bit better. It seems like we've just regressed. I just think there's so many there's so many different component parts to this porridge that we've got to make at Norwich City. Because porridge can either be really crap or delightful. The thing is with, with a porridge, Jack, you know if you make a porridge, if you put too much of this in or too much of that mm. in, right? Or, oh, that's, that's disgusting, I'll take that out. Mm. There's so many different things going wrong with the Norwich City porridge at the moment. But God knows I mean, why not, we're bringing up porridge. There's not many ingredients in porridge. No. But so you get my point. Maybe of risotto. Yeah, okay, risotto. Yeah. Basically, again, not many components in risotto. I just think that normally what you could do is you could analyse this quite easily. You could say, oh, okay, James' husband has had a, mm. two really, really shit games, so we're just going to take him out. But it ain't as easy as that. And I'll happily admit that it, as much as I almost in a way want it to just be James' husband's fault because I don't... No, 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 no. I, I'm, I know I'm being serious because yeah. it makes it so much more simple to resolve, Jack. Yeah, yeah. But it is the whole defence. It is the whole defence. But I was thinking today when I have... I, is it good, by the way, chocolate? It's beautiful. It's quite thick as well. Is it? Mm. A thick old piece. It's very... Um, it's quite hot, though, so it's melting my fingers. Is it? Oh, no. Might have to put it in the fridge for me. Yeah, but I was thinking today, I was sat out in the sun... Summer shining, yeah. double crime. It's really, really good. Mm. And it was. I had a cold Peroni. Mm. Good choice of beer. And I was just thinking, I was like, Pinto, great player. But cocked up. No, but going forwards, mm. Pinto, great player. Mm. Tim Close returning, Swiss international, great player. Decent player. Decent Don't get player. ahead of yourself. Good championship player. Mm. Christoph Zimmermann or Marcel Franca. At times have looked good. Mm. Left back, not so sure. But that, on paper, is a decent championship defence. Now, are we getting too carried away or is there genuine concern here? No, I think, I, think we are, I think we are very, I don't know, we want it and we want it now, mm. as all football fans do. Mm. Um, you see a similar situation at the moment happening. It'd be interesting if any West Ham or Arsenal fans are watching. But Arsenal and West Ham seem to be going through, not as obviously arguably not as bad as, as us. Obviously, we've shipped more goals than any other English league side at the moment. But they're also going through a similar stage where they've invested money 
they've got a new way of thinking they've got to they've brought in a new kind of optimism etc 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 but it's not worked for them and it's not working for us at the moment I do think it is going to take time for the team to gel and I fully accept that I'm not expecting Norwich City to smash the league or even make huge strides or consistent runs of, um, of wins until Christmas time I'm not but what I fully expect and every single supporter deserves to expect this is your team goes out there, puts in 110%, chases every ball, every shadow, tackles every player, fouls, attacks, shoots from distance. This is what we all support. It's just, we did not, we were second best to everything against Millwall. And what concerns me is, I don't know about you, Jack, but every time I watch Norwich, every single time, there's always a moment where I think, oh, that was absolutely class. That's why I came to the game today. So, for example, against Aston Villa, Josh Murphy, there was a, a real moment, yeah, yeah. a couple of real good moments of, oh, wow, that was absolutely class, just just skinning Hutton for fun. But against Millwall, for the first time in watching Norwich in, what was it, like 16 seasons, there wasn't a single moment of class from any Norwich player at all. I mean, I, I would agree with you in, in the sense that we were second to every ball. We were... I think the the whole lack of trying and stuff is, is is an easy thing. Not saying that you said this, but I think I've seen a lot of people say, oh, was the effort there? Was it there? I think that's a very easy thing to say. I don't think any player would have walked out there or had the intention of not performing to their very best ability on Saturday. But I looked at that team and it looked so unorganised in terms of... But, but no, it wasn't evident. It wasn't evident that any player put in a shift. I think that was because... I, I was looking in, in the first the first ten minutes we were good, but after that we were we were shocking. But even at like three nil down, we, we'd been out there for seventy minutes. We've had a whole preseason under Daniel Farker, yeah. And we're what now five league games in, a couple of league, uh, league cup matches as well. And I looked at them players, and it they all seemed like they didn't know where they needed to be, what they needed to do, Houlihan. No one was clicking. And you know when you get mm. them good teams, the Huddersfields of last season, yeah, the great teams in past, they almost know where people are going to be and they don't even have to look. Yeah, And that will happen. That will happen. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that maybe, maybe we're just getting too carried away because I think some of us, including myself, has completely underestimated the amount, the sheer amount of, of change that's happened at this football club yeah. in terms of Stuart Weber and Daniel Farker. In terms of a whole, new co- a whole new coaching team, yeah. all new sports scientists, physiotherapy. We've pretty much, except for Delia and Michael, ripped apart the whole football club. Yeah. And if you do that at a business level or anything, it's going to take time to gel. Yeah. But this is a results-based business. We're currently in the bottom three of the championship, which I know is early doors, but yeah. we're still in the bottom three of the championship. And if we... It's, it's very much a confidence thing as well. If we don't click soon mm. and we keep getting smashed 4-0, 4-2, 3-0, 3-0 then confidence is going to take yeah. a hit and we're suddenly in a position where we're fighting to just get mid-table. We're already 12 points behind the top of the table. There is huge work to be done here and I'm more than willing to give this time. I, I am and I think this will take... I don't think it's going to happen this season or maybe not even next season. But it's unacceptable to be embarrassed as a Norwich fan. Yes, End of. I mean, let's take a look at some individual performances. Let's start with Angus Gunn. Yeah. Shipped a lot of goals this season. Yeah. His fault or not? 
I think... I don't think so. I think any player... I think, sorry, not any player. I think if any fan studies the highlights and looks back at all of the goals we've conceded, you will decide that every single goal that Angus has conceded was because a defender or a midfielder hasn't towed their line, hasn't kept in touch with the player that they're meant to be marking, hasn't jumped high enough. And there's not been a single moment where I've thought, there's, I tell you what, the only time, and you highlighted it to me, and to be honest with you, mate, I think you were harsh with this comment as well. The third goal against Millwall, yeah. you said it was a P-roller. I thought it was very much in the corner. Yeah, to be, yeah. I, definitely, I definitely thought that there was, there was three players around the, uh, the, whoever it was that scored. Three players. So, I think any Norwich yeah, I'll probably, fan... I'll probably admit I was a bit harsh. If any, if any Norwich fan, and look, I know I'm buddies with Angus, but... I, I promise you, I promise to everyone that's listening and watching, I will slate Angus if he's had a bad game or cocked up. But, as I say, if you watch the highlights back, it ain't his fault. And there's already been some absolute baboons wanting to switch Angus for Michael McGovern, which is just... just That's barbaric. It's more carnage. It's more carnage. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think... I think the, the, the Villa, cr- Villa, we could have been seven yeah. nil down at half time. This is the crazy thing. We've already conceded what, fifteen plus there. goals in all, com- in all comps this season. We could have conceded twenty five yeah. if it wasn't for Angus. Yeah. Like that performance at Villa, Sunderland, they pulled off some great saves. QPR, the game mm-hmm. we won. Let's not forget they had three or four big chances. Yeah. So, First ten minutes, yeah. And I, I think having Angus in that team, as well as the, the technical aspect he brings. It's crucial to have a player like him in there who has the local connections to the club, who was who is a local lad. Dad is a legend because we've got a lot of players who don't really have links to this football club, and we're yeah. trying to build a force that fans can connect with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Daniel Fark wants to do and Stuart Webber. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not going to happen unless you've got a few of them players like Angus in there. Look, we've uh, so far we've left him for dead. Mm. We have. Um, and as I said after after Aston Villa, Jack, it's so strange for, for us to come out and say that Angus was our man of the match when we conceded four goals, but it could have been 15, do you know what I mean? Let's, so. let's look at the defensive line. I, th- I think we've had, we've had a couple of days to, to sort of think about this now. Were we harsh on James' husband or not? I just... Honestly, mate, I, I don't know where to go with this because I'm still angry at him. Right. Honestly, I am. He was absolutely shite against Millwall. Absolutely shite against Aston Villa. Fortunate against QPR. Buffed off the ball a couple of times there. I want it to work out for him. I do. Just like Naismith. I want these players to perform. But you've given him now a lot of good chances. When you're coming up against a Millwall side, it's a physical battle. That's what it is. Mm. No offence to Millwall, you play, look, you played us off the park, well played, brilliant, but they ain't got any, they ain't got fuck all technical ability, Jack. Husband, the one thing he has to do is stand up to his man, stay strong and don't let anything past him. Mm. And what did he do? Time in, time out. Honestly, mate, I must have bored you, I honestly felt like you were going to punch me in the face at one point against Millwall. Because the amount of times I said to you, left hand side, left hand side, left hand side, Every single time they came forwards. And you know what? I think now, going forwards, teams are going to be targeting the left-hand side 
Because husband's playing there. He's not got the pace. No. He's not got the physical presence. He's not... How do I word it? I personally think Russ can read the game quite well. I don't think husband can read the game either. I think I think the thing with husband is is look, we've got Pinto at right back who I will admit isn't the best defensive player, but he makes up for that with his pace, his ability going forwards, yep. he can track a man, and that slight lack of defensive prowess is made up for his other fantastic attributes. Yep. Husband, I think he's deluded. In a sense that he thinks. What was the what was the quote he came out with after the game? I think the thing. Yeah, you find that the thing with husband is he thinks he's good going forwards. He's not. He goes he sideways. He can't go cro- forwards. He can't cross the ball. He hasn't got the pace to be. He's not a Mitchell Dykes in terms of he can just run through a wall. He he goes sideways when he does get in a good position. His final ball is is crap. And then that means that because he's so far up the bloody pitch, he's so far out of position. And that even if he is in position, he doesn't win a header. He's too weak. I don't think we're going to get a husband on this podcast anytime soon, <laughs> And I'm glad. Because I, would, I don't want to share my olives with him. Yes, fair play. Open them up. So husband comes out with, we have to take responsibility as players, as a group of players, he Mate, said. Do not start me with this whole responsibility. Have you seen him on that football pitch? He blames everyone else except for himself. Corners, every time he lost his man... He, he, he turned around and was going like this, acting like it was not his man. I saw it against oh, Swindon in the cup. Bless him. What is he doing? The way we played was, dare I say, it, it okay. Dare I say it okay. He said we played okay in the second half. James, on, were no, you no, no. watching this? James, this isn't even grammatically correct. No, he, he said it okay in the interview, so obviously the script writers are copyrights. Sorry, love you media team. Um, look, basically, the the headline of it was, that was unacceptable. My response in anger was, you were unacceptable. It was. He, he was unacceptable. Bit... You know what? Another thing that I'm at, my moan of the week. Okay, let me, let, me, let me get it in early. People booing Russell Martin. He was average to poor against Millwall. I completely accept that. Please don't say... I'm up Russell Martin's backside because I'm not. We will say when he's played badly, he played badly against Millwall. But booing your own players on the 38th minute-ish, when the, every time they get the ball, despite the fact that he didn't cock up, I don't want to go over this whole kind of thing with you, Jack, where you, you're, then, you're now going to say to me, yeah, but the fans have the right to boo. They have the right to boo as soon as the whistle is blown for half-time, as soon as the whistle is blown for full-time. But any fan that thinks it's going to help booing your players, I don't care. If they, you know what? I don't care if they've played shit. I know you pay your money, but to boo someone that, that he didn't even do anything wrong for those first two goals, he has become the pantomime villain of this whole defence. And you know what? If you're going to criticise and, and, and you know accuse one player of fucking up the most, it's James Husband. It's not Russell Martin. Seriously, I know Russell Martin's been here for a long time. I know he's a nice guy. I know he's easy pickings because, let's face it, he's had a lot of performances that have been below par of late, so I can understand that. But come on, guys, don't boo him. Just don't boo him for no reason. I, th- I think even like just don't boo an individual player unless they've like slagged off Delia. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, Russ wasn't great. None of the defense was great. Let's also not forget Marcel Franca was woeful at the weekend. 
I don't see anyone booing him. And that's the th- don't boo. My message to any Norwich fan is don't boo individual players because no players will go. I wouldn't boo James' husband. I wouldn't boo any Norwich City player any time, any point in the match, even if they've had a stinker. And I don't mind booing. I think at times it's very much acceptable. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it was acceptable. So don't start saying that. Oh, you know, you're at the club's arse. I'm not. I think booing at, at stages is right. Yeah, I agree a collective entirely. Unit because Farker got it wrong. The players got it wrong. Stuart Webber's got it wrong a little bit, signing players that maybe aren't up to scratch. So we're in this together. Russ Martin cares more than anyone, probably cares more than us about... I actually won't go that far. He cares. Um, <laughs> so let's not... Oh my God. These olives are delicious. Good, aren't they? They've actually made me quite happy. Mm. So thanks for that. Um, Talking about that smoothie post-Millwall, by the way. Oh, mate. If, by the way, if any Norwich fan is ever suffering with... Um, with uh, what are we going to call this, Millwall... Millwall depression. Should we just depression. Call it if anyone is no, suffering, no, no, not, not depression. Um, when you when Norwich have lost a game, we wholeheartedly endorse you buying a cracking smoothie. Mm. You honestly just do it. Just take this on board. Buy a smoothie after the game. It's the one, isn't it? Because I walked out of the den and we had a long walk back. By the way, I think we got the wrong translation. That's the, oh, another thing. Uh, on the match day experience, someone had a cracking comment, and kudos to whoever it was. I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. You know there was the Cash Guy, yeah, Crash Guy, and someone commented back saying Nissan Crash Guy. That, like oh it. dear, bit of a um, you've got to know the match day experience to know that. But there you go. I think as well as the fact that we've just lost four 0 against the team that finished sixth in League One last season, um, I was just very low on energy, mm. and I, I got back to Stratford, had that banana buzz smoothie. And I felt, mm. I felt like we were going to win the league again. Mm. Mm. So. Well, it's interesting, Jack, because we have got a few, um, as you fully expect, you're going to have a few jabs at your we're going to win the league comments. So um, I look forward to you at some stage in this podcast talking about that. Let's Should start. we go through the rest of the team? or Let's go, let's go through my we're going to win the league comments now. All right then, big man. Give, it, give us what you've got. So, Jack, what do you think about your comments? Um, we're going to win the league. Um... <laughs> I love your optimism, by the way. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I mean, we're only five games in, so anything's possible. Uh, Cardiff are currently top of the table, and they've averaged 40% possession this season, which shows just how mental this league is. But when I said we were going to win the league, I'm a Norwich City fan on a Norwich City fan channel who spends a lot of my incomings on Norwich City games, and the majority of my life is speaking about Norwich City. It's my job, right? Yeah. So. I'm with you. If I want to stay mentally sane, yeah. I'm going to have to try and self-motivate myself. Yeah. It's like me with Jacob Murphy, like, he's going to stay, he's going to stay. In the past two weeks, I've spent well over 200 quid on watching Norwich City, right? Oh, if I w- was going to the den, going, Chris, can't wait to finish 12th in the league this season. Do you really think <laughs> I would be in any fit state mentally? No. Mm. So I'm just telling myself, mm. it's hard to now, but I'm just telling myself we're going to mm. win the league. Because that sense of excitement that bubbles inside of my stomach, the yeah. thought of Daniel Farker going through Norwich City Centre on an open top bus with the Sky Bet Challenge. Yeah, with his hair in the wind. In yeah, his yeah, head. Yeah. Makes me get up in the morning. Yeah. And the thought of us finishing 12th in the table does not make me get up in the morning. I've got to come in. Let's talk about Daniel Farker's dress code. Unbelievable. No, no, no. Unbelievably cool, yes. But he must have been sweating an absolute. Bomb. And you know the thing. At Millwall, he was wearing a, a coat, a jacket. A... 
He, you know them trousers? They look incredibly smart. Yeah. They're tracksuit bottoms. Interesting. So he wears the the smart parker. I'm sure Slaters have got something to say about that. With tracksuit bottoms. Interesting. He's just a, he's just a continental man who can pull anything just off. Just loves it, doesn't he? You know what I think we're going to see in the winter? Go for it. A shiny puffer jacket. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like a Wenger? No, no, no. Like a kind of a quite a slim fit puffer. But it's got kind of that, that well, like Italian a, What, like a Jack Reeve orange number or... Yeah, but black. I think he might pull one of them off, although I love his Parker. Anyway. So, yeah, coming back to this, we're going to win the league comment. Look, if I was going on, like... I've got another question talk for sport, and I was trying to... And I was having to speak... Um, what's the word? Honestly? Honestly, without bias, then of course I wouldn't say we're going to win the league. But we are a biased fan channel. We're not here to be neutral. That yeah. needs to be made clear. Exactly. We are 100% biased towards Norwich City. Yeah. And um, look, I don't think we're going to win the league. I'm going to add on, Jack. So I had a... We had a... Dreamer. We had a comment over the weekend. Right. Um, through someone on uh, the Club Canary. Okay. Okay. There's a bit of Chinese whispers, but basically someone saw us filming and said, I can't believe Jack Reeve. I can't believe talking Norwich City. They're an embarrassment to this club. Right. What on earth is he doing saying that we're going to win the league? Yeah? What, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing? Whoever so what, was, I don't know. What's your kind of response to that? Well, if you don't dream, then what's the point in living? <laughs> like, Mate, are you all right? No, you know, are you ready to do this podcast? Stuart Webber, right? Stuart Webber at, at the Town Forum quote down. said, if, oh, yeah. if you're going to dawdle... Either don't get out of bed or die. And I fully get behind that. I'm not here to dawdle. I don't want to finish. I don't want to think we're going to finish mid-table in the championship because that fills me <laughs> with dread. What, I, what doesn't fill me with dread is the, it's the fact we're going to win the league. Do I genuinely think we're going to win the league? No, probably not. I'm not I haven't gone mentally just yet, but I like to think we are. And look, mate, we're five games in. Nothing's changed from the start of the season when everyone was optimistic. Go on, Jack. Let's just bloody get behind the boys. Go on, Jack. And let's just embrace this journey. Go on, Jack. Over? Not just yet. You this, this, is therapy. this is therapy. It is, again. When do you think we're going to finish in the league? I honestly think we are going to scrape the playoffs. I do think we'll scrape it now. I did say initially that we would be in the playoffs. So if anyone wants to quote me on that, then I've stuck by my guns. But I do think now we will we will scrape it. I think there's going to be there's the ch- with the championship, Jack. It's so important that you collate a game a, a run of games where it, it's consistent and you know you, you win a few in a row. I can't I can't see this Norwich City team as it is now managing to get a run of wins. I just can't see it. I think we'll win. Lose, win, lose, draw. I, I, I do think we'll win most of our games at home, but I can't see us getting a lot of points. I mean, let's, let's look at this in a very long-term sense. Let's okay. not forget, right, the, are Ipswich still second? I think they're, they're probably up there. About them? Ipswich and Cardiff, right, they're at the top. Their possession is terrible. Ipswich, before a couple of weeks ago, had had 12 shots and scored 10 goals. That is not sustainable. Yeah. Let's also look, we are not the only team struggling in, the, in this league. Sunderland have struggled hugely since they've played us. Derby are struggling hugely mm. and they've sold their best players. We are not are the only team in this league that are struggling. True. And a spe- we are That's a good point. Look, there's other teams who are struggling, right? Yeah. And let's look at this. There's still a few days left in the transfer window. We've just put a bid in for Adam Flint and we're mm. going to get onto in a bit. Our attacking line, if we keep Nelson Oliveira, is probably one of the best in the league. Yeah. Yes, we've conceded a shit ton of goals and we look 
fucking awful at times. But, <laughs> but, let's not write this season off just yet. Let's not write it off. Agreed. There you go. Mate, this is great therapy. Do you feel like you're... Yeah, I'm getting it out of my system now. Yeah, I feel like you're more angry than me. Honestly, Jack, on the matchday experience, I was like, Jack, I think we should get a bit of, you know, matchday experience walking out the ground, you know. He was like, mate, I don't, mate, I just just can't at the moment. I just can't. I've never really seen, I've never, I've never witnessed you like that. you, You felt, it was almost like, I felt embarrassed. Yeah, you'd done something wrong. I felt embarrassed because, you, like you said earlier, like when you usually watch Norwich City, there's usually something at the end of the game where you can be like, "I'm proud of that." That was that was pass. my boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just looked at that team. I was like, "This is just awful." And I and I'm looking at this in a long term sense. I don't think this season is going to be that bad. I, mate, I, I don't know how to say it anywhere else. We are in a rut at the moment, and it's incredibly tough to get out of a rut in anything. If you have a bad day, it's hard to look at the next week and go, it's going to be a great week. But not as bad as the rut under Alex Neal. Yeah, let's not forget as well. Bit of bit of comparison there to kind of calm the therapy. Mm. Should we look at some positives or move yeah, on to something absolutely. different? Jack? Okay, Bristol City defender. Yeah, uh, interesting. Highly one. rated championship defender. Yeah. Lots of respectable mm. sources reporting that we put a three and a half million pound bid in for him. Centre back, cool. very tall, championship experience. Bristol City doing well this season. I mean, if we get him is another sense, but are you happy with the initial bid? Uh I don't think we'll get him. Because I think Bristol City are getting absolutely slated for being a club that sells loads of their players. I think it'll be very hard for us to to attract a player to the club this late um, this late on. I, if I was Adam Flint, I'd be looking at at us and saying, "This not, is interesting." Do you not think you'd want the move though? Don't get me wrong. I think, and I'm sorry, but the Norwich are a bigger club, one hundred percent. So I would want the move, but I would be looking at it and thinking, hang on a minute, why have these guys not bid for me at the start of the summer? What's that all about? Do you think it's because... Is something going wrong? That's what I would read into it. I think that it's, I, I, I think that it's great that we're going in for this player. I do, if we are, because it makes sense, because he's an experienced championship defender. But to me, although it sounds a bit weird, I just think that the only spot that desperately needs improving is left back I think the centre back I do think Frank and Zimmerman will create a good solid centre back partnership this season let, let, let's look at this though when, when we first brought Zimmerman in yeah. on a free from yeah. the fourth division of free by the way free like I don't think any of us thought he was going to be a first team player I think people thought he was maybe a rotation player off the bench mm. so let's disregard Zimmerman for a little while and let's also disregard Franker because on the whole he hasn't been that great he's been okay but he hasn't been that great mm-hmm. Tim Close comes back in and I love Tim Close I think he's going to bring I know you do I think he's going to help things out big time mm. saying that though physically he had a bit of a shocker last season so let's hope that's improved and that might take time as well so if Close does come back in the team doesn't win a header. Hang on, what do you mean it might take time? Timmy's had his time. Timmy's had his time. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Tim Close knows this league now. Don't give me that bullshit. Don't give me that bullshit. I'm being completely dead straight with you, Jack. He's had like eight weeks off. Mate, he is a championship defender now. He knows what the league's about. He knows what he needs physically to do it. He's up. He's going to be more up for it than ever before. If Tim Close comes in and cocks up, I have absolutely no sympathy for him. He should be ready. 
Mate, he should be ready. Don't give me that. How much money did we spend on him? <laughs> Quite a lot. In the Premier League. Don't give me that. <laughs> Anyone, honestly, I want, you know what? I quite fancy having a bit of Timmy Close in our team now. Mate, I'm Because we look horrendous. We do look horrendous, as we all know. God, I'm going delirious. But you get my point. Tim Close, if he comes in, should be able to hit the ground running 100%. Anyway, let's get back to Adam Flynn. And this is the thing that I'm just thinking about, right? Long term. Let's let's look long term. Long term thinking. Medium term or long term? Long term. Okay. I'm looking end of the season term. Pinto. That's medium term. Is it? Yeah, that's not long term. This is very much long term in the current situation. I think long term is like two or three seasons. But no, anyway, no, I can't think that far. Ahead. Oh yeah, exactly. Pinto at right back. If we bring Adam Flint in, I'm very much jumping to conclusion here. Adam Flint next to Tim Close. Yeah. And let's say I don't know if we maybe bring in a left back or Steepman at left back. That is a good defence. In front of him, Harrison Reed and Alex Tete. In front of him, Madison, Houlihan, Pritchard, Oliveira. Mate, that is a top draw championship side. We are getting far too caught up in the fact that we've lost three games so far in the league. Mainly due to a completely inept defence that can be changed and that will be worked on under Daniel Farker. Do you think there's been too many changes to the defence, Jack? Is that that why, do you think? Um... Husband's not good enough. That's a change. We, we need another left-back. He's not good enough. Franker and Zimmerman have come in playing a European style of football. Mm. Fourth division in Zimmerman's, mm. in Zimmerman's case. Frank is slightly higher, and, and that isn't an excuse for him. They need to get better, though. They need yeah. to get better. In the, in the air, Franker looks suspect, mm. and, and Zimmerman on the ball has looked suspect at times. Pinto knows it. So that's, that's three-quarters of the defence changed mm. from last season. They've got a different goalkeeper behind them to what they have done before. This is going to take time and it doesn't help when you've got a battering around like Steve Morrison going into you on every single one. They should be defending it, but it's ruthless. It is a ruthless league. Am I going... Am I just... I think you've contradicted yourself massively, but I'll let you say well, that. But what I, I don't would, really know what I'm saying anymore. But what... I'll, what did I just say? I'll say... <laughs> and, and I wasn't really listening. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think um, an interesting revelation... This kind of the last few days for me, I've been reading through the Middlesbrough. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's got dark. <laughs> it's really interesting. A lot of pe- a lot of Middlesbrough fans have, t- have tweeted stuff like, "Where's the receipt for Johnny Housen?" Mm. Yeah, and mm. things like that. And oh my god, um, Johnny Housen is absolutely awful. Mm. Johnny Housen shite. Blah blah blah. blah. But and I've also seen a lot of Middlesbrough tweets where they've been saying. Can't believe, um, you know, I can totally understand why Norwich fans hate husband, mm. blah, 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 blah. But I guess what I'm illustrating with that point is I'm illustrating that we are not the only people that feel like we're struggling with new signings at the moment. And I guess, it's not just us. And I guess that shows that it takes time for players to bed in because yeah. Johnny Housen was our best player last season, I think, right? Maybe so. He You've was gone. up there. Okay, in terms of I'm last, delighted you've said that. In terms of the last five years, he was probably our best player. I'm even more delighted you've said that. The fact that he's gone to Middlesbrough and fans aren't excited about him shows to me that something's not quite right there because we know Johnny House is a top draw player. Mm-hmm. James Husband, on the other hand, the Middlesbrough fans are like, right, we, we kind of His know third him. choice, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a bit shit, so... I'm not. I'm still not excited about husband. God, you know what, Jack? I, I really don't think James Husband's going to be up for coming on this podcast. Why? <laughs> Imagine if he did come on. I honestly think it would just be a fight. I think it'd the be thing, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. The thing is, with husband, though, is, he seems like a really nice guy. 
No. Why? No. You How do you know he's not a nice guy? Just yeah, don't. I, you know what I love? And the thing, the thing I find really sad about this is I think his family are in the away section every time. Really? Because he always goes like that and blows a kiss to someone every time. I hope they weren't in front of us against Millwall because... And I, this is the thing. I really want these Norwich City players to do well. But I just look at players like Husband and I'm like, you're not a, a championship footballer. Right, we need to stop talking about Husband. Let's talk about Alex Tete, Jack. Here's a frustrating thing with Alex Tete. All of the people that said Alex Tete was shit last season are now saying Alex Tete is God's gift. I love Alex Tete. Alex Tete is the new Iniesta. Alex Tete is the saviour. Alex Tete this. You know know why? That's unbelievable. It's because we're looking for an option. We're looking for for change and anything. Tim Close, he's probably going to come back in and do crap. But because he's there, he's not playing, we're like... When Tim, when Tim Closer gets back, we're winning the league. We're just looking for these options. We're looking for these changes. That being said, I think Tete could have done a job on Saturday. I think Farker got it wrong not playing him. I, I, I must admit, Tete came on and he did do very well. That midfield, will you agree with me? It's, it's not good enough, is it? It's not going to win football matches. That midfield. I think, for the, for, I think from now on in, it's really important that we add some solidarity to it. Solidarity? Solidarity. Solidarity, sorry. Yeah, solidity. (laughs) It's important that we shore it up in midfield because at the moment we're absolutely all over the shop. Everyone's a floater. You can only have, realistically, two floaters in in, in your starting 11. If you have any more than two floaters, it's always a a worry if you have more than two floaters. And I think you you look back to the one game where we did genuinely look impressive at times, QPR, and that was because Mario Vrancic was just on it that night and he hasn't had a game since then or before that game where he has been on it. And you look at the midfield as well. At the start of the season, when we played, what was our first game? Fulham. Mm-hmm. Maybe some like when, when I first saw the team sheet with both Madison and Houlihan in there, yeah. not even really in a central attacking midfield role, mm-hmm. more of a midfield role, I did look at that and go, that's brave. Like, really? That's, yeah, because... As could, long as you cover them behind... Yeah, but you, you could get away with it at home against teams that are going to let you have the ball. Yeah. But you are not going to get away with that away, away from, home. from home, and especially against teams like Millwall. It, we it, got away with it. I'm not sure if they both played um, Fulham, but because both teams wanted to have the ball, you, yeah. cut, you could kind of get away with it. Sunderland have undone us with it. Millwall have undone us with it. Mm. Um, just... It surprises me that Nelson Oliveira got absolutely jack shit service at the weekend. Because we didn't have the ball. But, well, we did have the ball, we but had, not in dangerous positions. But we just shows how much of a bad day we had because we had Where's Our Madison in there. But the, the fact of the matter is, we had like 75% possession, but I would love to see how much of that was in our own half. Because mm. we passed it from side to side. Millwall just sat back, Majority. didn't push high. Gregory and... and, and um, Morrison were happy to sit off. They didn't want to waste their energy. And we're not going to we're not going like to score goals from our own half. And then we we couldn't find that killer pass because no one was really on their game, and I don't think the midfield was strong enough to to allow Nelson to get forwards. So what we've what we've concluded here is going forwards after the international break. It's important that we have an Alex Tete and Harrison Reed in front of the defenders to protect them. Have we yeah, decided I think that? So, and I would probably drop. Mario Vrancic out for the next game. I would agree with that. I think that Mario looked like he had some promising moments against QPR, but apart from that, 
think he just needs to bed in for a bit. And I think, I think I the think interesting thing with Mario in. is, is, is in pre-season, I watched a lot of the pre-season games, especially in Germany, Yeah, and he looked excellent, like really, really good. But mm-hmm. you look at the teams we faced out in Germany, Armenia Bielefeld, second, uh, second tier in, in German football, very, very good on the ball, like a very technically gifted team. Mm-hmm. I doubt there's many teams in the championship better than them on the ball. Mm-hmm. But that's all they had. They had it on the floor. They didn't play it long. They they, they were they were they were quick and moving it on. Vrandridge was used to that football. He played at mm. the bottom level of the Bundesliga and they yeah. got relegated. He's not used to these teams, and that is something we also have to kind of get on board with. Is it's all well and good scouting in, in Germany and, and Europe, and I love that. And I love we go for these left field approaches. But at the same time, it's going to take time for these players to bed in. But it comes back to the question: How long do you give them to bed in? Mm. Because we can't keep losing football matches. We can't keep losing football matches in the manner that we're losing football matches. Yeah. And, I, and I guess that's, that's a very good point because you look back at Huddersfield last season, I don't think they won a game in their first six. Yeah, Fulham had a shocker as well, didn't you they? look at so. Fulham last season, I think in their first, was it 11 games? They had like 16 points or something like that. So like not a great start. Mm-hmm. It was probably even worse than that. Mm-hmm. But they were developing a system. Mm-hmm. They were developing an identity. And so are we. I don't think we have at times mm-hmm. because we're looking to play the ball on the floor. But are we? I don't think we are at times. I don't think we are. So we need you. You have to commit to a route, and I think we've we've committed to it off the pitch in terms of the way we've scouted and stuff. But I'm still looking for that identity, mm. and I want to see that identity progress because at the moment I don't know the style of football we're wanting to play. I don't know how we're looking to defend. I don't know how we're looking to attack. I want to see that from Daniel Farker and the players. I think a really interesting comment from uh, Michael Manson's uh, post-match interview, which, by the way, beautifully titled Fucking Carnage, summarises it perfectly. Yeah, he was not an happy boy. Mike said that uh, Daniel Farker doesn't know his best starting eleven, And I'd agree with that. I just think it's something that I needed to air because I think everyone needs to be aware of the fact that Look, this isn't a manager that's been here for more than a season. This isn't a manager that's been here for even just more than a pre-season. He's literally had... How many games has Farga had so far? Or competitive, like seven. He's had seven competitive games. So it's kind of, it's kind of in a way... It is an excuse, but it is expected that he doesn't know his best team. Because he has we're got... Still, we're still in the transfer window. We're well. still in the transfer window. We're still buying players in. He's probably thinking as well from the top level down... Who's going to be sold? Who's going to be sold? Which, by the way, there might be some out still. You don't know. So I think for him, it's, it is a balancing act. But I just thought I'd just air that point that it's important that everyone, I think, understands that for the next even three or four games, I don't think Daniel Farker is going to fully know his best team, in, in my opinion. As, it's easy for you as a fan to say, well, it's bloody obvious that husband shouldn't be in there. Because both me and you, and probably a lot of you that are listening and watching this now would say that. It's obvious husband shouldn't start, but actually, is it? Because there might be something going on behind the scenes that we're not aware well, of in terms of an out. Another left back option. Exactly. So. so there's all these things that come into play. But at the same time, I do want to see some progression in terms of the way we're playing football and the way we're trying to play football. Yeah. Because you look at that Norwich team, you don't know how we're trying to play football. We have had the highest um, passing accuracy and most possession in the league so far. Well, the possession bit doesn't surprise me, that passing stat. Well, I'm just saying, you've yeah. said you want, you want it, do you want to see progress? Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you want to draw positives, okay. that is a positive. Okay. I'll, I'll take that as a positive. Let's get into some questions. Uh, we have had a 
ton of questions. Thanks for the questions. On Snapchat, Twitter, I'm Instagram. Starting, you know what? I think the questions is now my favourite part of the podcast. Mate, you, you guys are picking the game up with these. Yeah. I like it. Agreed. If you don't follow us on Twitter, Talk Norwich City. If you don't follow us on Instagram, Talk Norwich City. If you don't follow us on Snapchat, Talk Norwich City. Instagram is where it's at, though. Yeah. Over all of those channels. Links in the description. Go follow our Instagram page. Exclusive story content. Sold. Yeah, we're putting tons of stuff up on there at the moment. Let's start with Alex, because I think this is something we've probably avoided so far. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. You're doing Twitter questions. I'm going to do Instagram questions, then you do Snapchat questions. Okay, cool. Cool. Alex, Nelson Oliveira staying or going to Wolves or going to Reading? Ridiculous. Please drop this subject. Like, this is... Do you... Mate, just because you don't want Nelson Oliveira to... Exactly. No, you know what? I don't give a fuck, Jack. I don't care. Why are we... Does this... Who is this? It's Alex. He's a Liverpool fan. Why are we even asking the question? Because it's a... It's a right, just, Alex, mate, Alex, let me mate, tell you something, mate, right? You need, you need a shoulder massage. Release the oh, tension, that's right? Good, that's good. Just because you don't want Nelson to go doesn't mean he's not leaving. No, we have no. have to address this question. This is, this is therapy. We it, need no, to address this you know question. how I feel about this, Jack. Yeah, but he might leave. Okay, it, I was about... If he was a Norwich fan, I was about to shout at him. But because he's a Liverpool fan, I'll totally accept him Although asking this question. Liverpool fan, Norwich City member with a soft spot for Ajax. So. <laughs> Sounds like a right old glory hunter. Except for the Norwich <laughs> City bit. He's like, he kind of wants to get a bit of bit of pain and misery in there. Dear, well. dear. Um, I think that Nelson... We said after the game, by the way, if I was Nelson, I'd be sniffing around. You would, wouldn't you? I think the club will do absolutely everything to keep Nelson here. He is he is not the icon as such, but he is like the guy that all of the players... He is like the soul of this team at the moment. He's the only player that I could highlight against Millwall where he looked like... I'm not saying he put everything in, but he looked like he did give a shit. Yeah. Whereas I think everyone else didn't really give off that persona. And I think that Nelson... Does, you know how much I love I love you know passion being showed in terms of you know um, physicality and, and tackles. Nelson provides that. Will he go to Wolves? Look, Wolves have had a great start. So in terms of you know, if I was Nelson, I'll be honest, I would be looking at other clubs. But I don't want to talk about it because I don't want Nelson to leave. I think Nelson. Um, look, I think it's all started again because Yapstam said that he's he's kind of the number one target for Reading in in their post match interview. It's all well and good saying it's the number one target. Our number one target, we're probably unrealistic to sign. I don't know who it is, but we're probably not going to be assigning him. So the fact that Yapstan has said that probably doesn't progress the transfer any further forwards. If I was Nelson, I'm looking at this in two ways. Do I want to get promoted into the Premier League? Yes. Are my options better at Reading or Wolves? Probably yes. But, but he won't be more loved at Reading and Wolves than he is here. Correct. I think... I think he likes it in Norwich City. Yeah. I think he does genuinely enjoy playing for the football club. I think he respects the fact that we've actually given him a chance. We bought him. He's, He's a man not that wants on loan. To be loved. He's a man that wants why to be would loved. It, I think the other thing for the, the other reason why Nelson will not leave is why would I Nelson said this about Murphy? So be careful. No, 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 no. Because there's a massive difference. Nelson went out on loan so many times to so many different clubs in, in different leagues. We've finally given him a chance. Why would he now just be like, oh fuck it, I'll just go for another club? I hope. I hope. That no offense to Reading either, but you're tin pot. You're absolutely tin pot. Why would you? Why would you leave Norwich City for Reading FC? Look, I know you're in the playoffs last season, but that was a joke as well. Don't start me. Do on I Reading. think he will leave? I hope not, and I don't think so. Good. Next question. 
Um, I'm sorry to Jack said, fans. do you think there's any truth in the Adam Flint transfer, which we've talked about? I think there's truth in the bid. I think it would take more than three and a half million pounds to get him away. I think he's mm. probably Bristol City's best defender. And they're having a good season. They're in, the, in with the shot of playoffs. Would I like Adam Flint? I'd love him here. I think he's a top player. Um, do a th- Is it going to happen? I don't know. 50-50. Mm. Okay. Get an Instagram question in. Okay, so we've got one here. So I'm having this discussion with a guy called Alex Parfit. Okay. Good old boy. And um, do you know him? No. Okay. Uh, he's got long hair. Yeah, I think I do. I think he's had a few fan cut before. Yeah. Long barnet. Hi, Alex. Long barnet. That'd be good. So um, he's put in um, fark out or fark in, and then he put lol joking. And can you tell all the people who are being serious with that question to shut the fuck up? Followed by, I respect you eternally, Chris. So I thought I'd read that out just for you, mate. But it is an yeah, interesting one that we've already had people say... No, I don't think anyone said it seriously. Surely um, not. Sure. Uh, mate. Really? Yeah, I have. I've seen some. I've right. seen some. We're, we're, as, as we've both said, we've committed to this journey now. We've got to, we've got to buckle in and, and go for it. Uh, I've just got a statement to read out from Ollie Waghorn. Games, Hello, games like Mill will disappoint when you know we are capable of pulling off masterpieces. Massive frustration, Ollie. Totally agree mm, with you. No, I agree. James McKay, who always... Uh, actually, I think it's James McKay, isn't it? James McKay? Mate, sorry. Uh, he always tweets in. So, hello to James. Should Oliveira be criticised as much as oh Jerome has God. done after oh. a poor performance against after, after Nelson played poorly against Millwall? Now, before you say this, <laughs> everyone in that Norwich City team is up for criticism. I didn't think Nelson was that bad on Saturday. I don't think he had any service. And I think the few moments of... Opportunity had he took very well. He nearly bent one in bottom corner, and it was a great save from Archer denying from the other one. But if Oliveira plays poorly this season, I will be the first to criticise him. Yeah, agreed. I don't think he was bad against Millwall though. Didn't get any service. Yeah, I'm sorry, James. I know you used to do loads of questions, but that was a stinker from you. But the the essence of it is is there. Not really. You can't compare. You can't say is Nelson Oliveira any worse than Cameron Jerome? This is it's just you can't compare those two players. Because they've not had the same opportunities. Okay. Period. Okay. Next question. Um, Will Burgess, who partners closer in a back three or four, could Toffolo come in? You know my thoughts on Toffolo. I'd love to see Toffolo back in this Norwich team. I think uh, he's been here for for a few years now as as a youth player. Um, Obviously won the FA Youth Cup. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's got what it takes. And I think that he's one of these players, like you said, um, Jack, it's really important that you have players that are affiliated to I think the, the, the community, the, the local area, mm. players that know the club inside out. I think Toffolo's got that and I think Toffolo would do well here. I think Toffolo is a top player, but if we're going to criticise James Husband, let's be balanced here. Okay. Toffolo was on the bench for Scunthorpe last year. Okay. So why does that make him better than James Husband? Every time I've watched James Husband play, sorry, every time, I've, okay, yeah, actually, you know, every time I've watched James Husband play, he's been average to poor. Every time I've watched Toffolo play, He's been decent to good. Okay. okay, there's the difference. Now I know that's at youth level, but I think we need to stop being so kind of um, you know condescending to youth players. Okay. It's true, isn't it? He's um, got, Toffolo's. I would much rather Toffolo than husband. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Charlie Summers, which has got five likes on this, so people clearly want this answered. Okay. If you could take one player from another championship team, who would it be? I've always, I, I, we get asked this question, is the same for like, who would you want to buy in the transfer window? I've always had a massive soft spot for Britta Sombolonga. 
I love him. I think mm. he's an absolute beast. Mm. And I think in terms of a Cameron Jerome replacement, because by the way, that's what we're going to have to do um, either in January or, or next summer, probably next summer. I'd love to... He, of course, we're not going to get a summer longer because he wants the wages and stuff. But Middlesbrough now, isn't it? I would absolutely love him here. I really would. I'm trying to think of a good centre back in the championship, just a good defender. I don't. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> a good defender. If 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 you support a, a club other than Norwich, who's your best defender? Comment below, and we'll try and take them. We'll steal them. Any good left backs? Yeah, I'm sure there's loads of good defenders in this league. I just can't think of any. Any questions? Who cares? Um. With many fans questioning Fark's ability to manage a championship side... Sorry, well, sorry, I wasn't listening a second. Ollie Reid has gone with, with many fans questioning Fark's ability to manage a championship side, what do you think will happen and what do you believe should be his next steps as head coach? Very open, that, isn't it? What's Fark need to do? Um... He, has, he needs to assemble a starting eleven that he's happy with. Yeah, true. We've already highlighted that. I don't that. think that he's happy with every player on the pitch at the moment. He needs to oh. assert his identity a bit more. I've just seen a howl of a question. Continue. Um, I don't think he. Need, I don't think he needs to change that much. I think. No, I don't think. I think. I think Farker's Farker. And you think the players need to change more than the manager? Let's 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 also look at the. I've criticised Farker for his team selection. Mm-hmm. The team he put out against Millwall should have still won. Yeah, 100%. So that's not Farker's fault. And Villa. Probably Villa as well. Definitely Villa as well. They had it. They had the best players out My injured. only worry would be, at the moment, and the fact that they haven't gone on to win is because their game plan has been a little bit too intricate in the way they're trying to play football and everything. But I think that will come. I think it's, I think okay. it's just time. I, I do genuinely, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, believe in Farker. Daniel... McMaster with with two R's on Instagram you've just asked a question which makes my blood boil so much so that I'm not even going to read it out I'm going to give it to Jack because I can't I literally cannot handle reading those words oh Daniel Um, I know I shouldn't ask this question that's never a good start when that's being asked but do you think Alex Neal would have done good with the squad we've got now Let's not forget Preston are doing all right this season. Oh my god, are we really wanting Alex Neal back? <laughs> I cannot believe people. Are... You know what? It's not just Daniel. Like Daniel, I love the fact you've answered, you've asked this question, but oh. fans, genuine fans, genuinely think that Alex Neal. They will say that. They'll be like, oh, sure. Well, I caught. You know what, mate? Alex Neal. He's kept. He's kept more clean sheets than anyone. We should do with him. Well, it'd be better with Alex Neal. It's like the guy with like, oh, Delia takes the top layer off. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing to say. I mean, like, let's move forwards. Like, no disrespect, Daniel. Thanks for asking the question. But Alex Neal is history. When he was here, as supporters, I think it was something crazy in the, in the Pinkin um, opinion poll, like 80 or 90% of fans wanted Alex Neal out at any given time. I think it was, I can't remember when it was. But that is such a large majority of fans. Would Alex Neal do well with this team now? No. You heard what Russ Martin said on the podcast. He wasn't good at man management. And, you know, his style, his approach with young players wasn't positive enough. You you can't leave. Let's not forget as well, Alex Neal wouldn't have had this team because it was so backward in the way that we were signing players. And, but yeah, and also you wouldn't be able to attract players to the club with Alex Neal in charge. I'm sorry, you wouldn't. But anyway, thanks for the question, Daniel. Have you got a question, mate? Yeah, I've got a question. Go on then. From Jake. 
Is Oliveira good enough for a Premier League club as Brighton are desperate to sign another two strikers? Not suggesting it's going to happen, but just interested. Is, is Jake, it, it's good to be interested. Is this guy a Brighton fan? He is. Ha, 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 ha. Mate, I do feel Brighton fans in the Prem. Are you being... No, 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 no. I don't feel for them. Stuffed a lot of them. Oh, really? Mate, they are so arrogant, blasé, they do not understand. They think that Chris Hewton is the messiah. They think that Chris Hewton is going to make them survive in the Premier League. They will come rock bottom of the Premier League. You guys will get stuffed every week. You guys are the reason why I'm going to win my fantasy football tournament. Do you know why? Because every single time a club that's got any, any, quite frankly, when any club plays you, I will captain the striker that's up against your defence. Because guess what? You're shite. Brighton, you're going down. Are you going to have Nelson Oliveira? No. Would he be good in your team? Yeah, he would. He'd be absolutely class. He'd tear it up in the Premier League. And guess what? Guess what? See Alex Pritchard? He's ours. Mate, why do you hate Brian so much? (laughs) I'm not answering that question. I think everyone that's been watching TNC consistently knows why Brighton fans do not deserve my respect. Uh, no, I, Chris Hewitt, he, he's, he's going to struggle. He's Tim Pot. He he's absolutely Tim. But it's all right, because he's a nice guy. He's, yeah, he's a nice guy, to be fair. Um, that's not a great question. Still, oh, now, this is a great question. Yeah. Petey Lee asks, if you could bring back either an informed Grant Holt or an informed Darren Huckabee to play for us this season, who would you pick? Grant Holt. Him? I'd go Holt. I think we need a leader. And Holt, he brings that. Yeah, you need a leader. Hucks was absolutely class in his time here. And at the time... We were on our ass in terms of, you know, Worthington didn't really have... A, but let's not forget as well, Huckabee came with Peter Crouch, so there was a bit of a buzz about the place. Um, and by the way, never forget Peter Crouch. I love Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch, used to, his hair, he used to spike up his hair. He used, he used to go for that hairstyle where he had the, the spike at the back, flat at the front, yeah. and his hair was touching the ceiling in the players' lounge. Was it? Yeah, it was like pretty, pretty uh, weird. Anyway... Holty all day long, but Holty over anyone, quite frankly. Yeah, he just brought that aura about the place. Didn't yeah, agreed. He just brought that. Hux is a top man, though. That loveliness. Um, Charlie Sop, you're basing everything on Huddersfield. They finished bottom half before kicking on. It takes time. Look how long it's taken us. Mm-hmm. Leeds. Mate, agree. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, I think there's a, there was a massive buzz about. Huddersfield wasn't there, and rightly so. Um, but that was a well. They started poorly, and, and, and what? Let's not forget Huddersfield. Huddersfield got battered a lot last season, mm-hmm. like five 0 They had a minus goal difference, mm-hmm. so everything wasn't playing and playing sailing for them. Um, so it will take time. Yep. It will take time. Yeah, and I, I think we know that. I, I just if if it continues in the, in the fashion against Millwall, I'm not going to last long. I'm not going to last long. Yeah. Um, that's so many. Yeah, tons, tons of questions. I'm just trying to pick the, the, the best ones and the ones that don't overlap. Any uh, which of our new signs has impressed you the most? And which signs disappointed you the most? I think everyone knows who's disappointed me and Jack the most. Husband. But in terms of who's impressed us the most, oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's hard. What do you think? I think Harrison Reed. I mean, he's, on, he's only on loan, but when we yeah. first signed him, I looked at him, I was like, he's not going to cut it in this league. What? I just didn't think... What? He's a Premier League midfielder, mate. Yeah, but I just didn't think he'd do it. I, I don't know why, I just looked at him and he surprised me the most. And I think he's a very, very good player. He's awesome. Yeah, he is really good. I'm he's really, awesome. I'm really happy. 
Uh, who's impressed me the most? It's kind of, in a way, not a new signing, which is a cop-out of answering the question, but I think Madison has been spectacular. He's... Has he? Yeah, he has. No, not really any goals, not many assists. What? Have you... Mate? Well, he hasn't. He has, mate. He's got loads of assists. Well, a couple Get stats up. Well, we haven't won games. That's irrelevant. That kind is he has, he absolutely hasn't scored, He hasn't scored a league goal, Chris. What, why has he been incredible? Compared to uh... a... <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know how much I love Madison. I think Madison's been great. He has been really good, but why has he been incredible? He hasn't changed games. Right. Spectacular is a bit too far. But he's been good. Okay. I don't think you can judge it. <laughs> no, he has been really I good. don't think you can judge any new players just yet, to be honest. Because I, I, I personally think the Zim has, has impressed me the most, despite the fact he's had a couple of... Powers. He has had a couple of, but no, only only mistakes. Dom's like got him out of. Yeah, 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 exactly. So there you go. Next question. Uh, Tom Fear, do you would an extended stint in the championship three four seasons help us in the long run? Maybe maybe to build a more stable structure and base to build on. Yeah, it's always the same. But on the contrary to that, you want to make sure that your clubs, you know, in in the best league in the world. Like that's you know, yeah. everyone wants to play in the Premier League against the best teams. Tom, I would agree. Slightly, I think that the issue, maybe not as much last season, but this season, if we don't go up this year, finances take a serious hit. Mm. And I think that's a lot of people have been saying, well, we've made this X amount of profit and stuff and the parachute payments, where is it all gone? Well, most of it was wasted on shit players last year, and the rest of it. Sorry, is- sorry, sorry, sorry. Shit players last year? Basong, wages, Laffy wages. Oh, wages, okay. Stuff like that. Um, I thought you were about to concede on something there, Jack. What what's that? Naismith wages. Good, well done. Uh, he's, not, he's not crap, but if we don't, I think we we're also trying to be a bit conservative going forwards because if we were to buy an Asombolonga and a, it's, it's a massive grand, gamble. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. huge gamble, and the fur, the the longer we're in the championship, mm-hmm. the further behind we are. The likes of I don't know. Huddersfield in the Prem or but traditionally, in the Prem. but traditionally Norwich City have always been a club that hasn't had a lot of money so I, I, to be honest with you would I be alright with us being in this league for two or three seasons I'd be alright about it yeah and I do think it brings stability but at the same time as Jack says you know we're, we're a club that hasn't really ever had a lot of money and now we've got more money than we've ever had before I know that we are a bit tired of this season but we kind of we have got to do it this season, really. It's good. It's an opportunity. Put it this way. Do you mean? We've already been put on a platform to go for it. Put it this way: if we don't do it this season, which I, I don't think we will. Would you like the last I live? No, you can't, mate. Thank you. Um, it makes it even tougher next season. And the likes of Pritchard, the likes of Madison, they're off. The likes of Nelson probably won't be here. Angus won't be here, and that makes it incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, incredibly tough. So. That's that. Uh, there's tons more questions, but I'm so sorry we can't answer them all. Next week, we're probably going to, well, we are going to be doing another one, and there's going to be an international break, so we'll try and get some of the questions on next week. No doubt we'll be talking about Wesley Houlihan and his magnificent performance for Ireland. Hopefully. We Chris, will. Of course we will. Nice session. I feel, I feel rejuvenated. I think, yeah, it's been good, isn't it? I just, uh-huh. I, I, I hope that Norwich City fans come back after the international break refreshed and ready to sing again I think there's been a fantastic initiative by the Barclay and you know project and along come Norwich to try and 
you know, get the atmosphere going in, in the, for the home games. I think so far, having been to a couple of away games myself, I think the atmosphere has been awful. Mm. So one of the things that I really want after the international break, I want to encourage Norwich City fans to create an atmosphere and sing even if we go one or two nil behind because we're going to have to pick up these players this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's um, my last thing. Yeah, stick behind the boys. Look, it's a journey that's going to be interesting and then that's all I that's all I can guarantee that there's going to be ups and downs. I can't yeah. guarantee anything else. Um, but and we'll be broadcasting that journey live on Talk Norris City. So subscribe on both iTunes and YouTube. Thank you so much for your recent support and we will see you next week for another podcast.